Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast is a Royfield Brown production. Find others on iTunes. Alright, yeah I know. In an uncertain world, there is always music which can be listened to in good company. Welcome to Friday 15, show where we speak to friends and interesting people to the backdrop of great tunes and allocate 15 minutes to both. Today we speak to aid worker Beth Davidson about the work of the charity Global Communities in Ghana. Take no rights. From any strangers Watch out, watch out, watch out For the worthless few Don't socialize With fancy guys They'll leave you from the start But soon you're old Too late Take your time before you climb to grab that shining star. Soon you're old, too late, too late, too late in getting small. Drop some acid, go to paradise. singer Penny Goodwin. Too Soon Your Old appeared on the album Portrait of a Gemini, of which originally only 2,000 copies were pressed. With the rise of Trump and with Brexit in the UK, 
the world is somewhat turning in on itself, becoming a little bit more protectionist. Beth, where does that leave global charities like global communities? Um, I think it leaves us in a pretty interesting position. Um, those of us that work in international development have a unique opportunity to see um, foreign countries, uh, foreign nationals in a little bit of a different light than what is sometimes presented um, in, you know, let's say, for instance, the UK media or the US media. Um, you know, getting to work with people from other nationalities, other religions, hand in hand every day has been uh, quite a benefit for me. Uh, You've talked about working with uh, people around the world. Um, but specifically, one of the uh, areas that Global Communities works with is refugees. And um, they have a little bit of a bad rep at the moment, don't they? Unfortunately, they do. Uh, I think the, the subject of refugees is quite contentious at the moment, no matter where you are in the world. And um, what we do with Global Communities is try to uh, recognize people as uh, human beings, first and foremost, and uh, work with them to figure out what their immediate needs are and, and how we can help them um, as human beings and not worry so much about the fact that, you know, they're refugees. Uh, we need to look at, you know, what are basic necessities, food, water, shelter, uh, safety, uh, education options for their children. And we have to kind of adapt to this sort of transient lifestyle that they have, especially you're looking at uh, people migrating across borders, ending up in refugee camps. Um, what we do at Global Communities is try to be uh, call a little bit more home, uh, be a little more comfortable mm -hmm. in, and uh, try to work with them from there. Because until they can have their basic needs met, they can't really begin to to function again as you know productive human beings. And I think what's easy to forget. You know, when you think about refugees is that a lot of these people were once productive members of our societies and uh, through potentially no fault of their own, they've been put in a really horrible situation where they've had to leave everything that they know and everyone that they know and they've lost people and uh, lost all of their possessions, everything that they would have known as their life. You talked about uh, people moving home, but that's definitely what you've done. Uh, where have you moved from and to? because of your work? Well, I currently live in Ghana, in West Africa, and I'm uh, from Kentucky in the United States. And I've been in Ghana now for about seven and a half years. Um, I did a few years with uh, the US Peace Corps. Why did you decide to move to Ghana? Well, I didn't actually decide. Um, when I signed up for Peace Corps, you're basically volunteering to go wherever it is that they put you. So I, luckily enough, ended up in Ghana. And uh, like I said, I've been here ever since. I've just kind of fallen in love with the country. So um, to be able to work in a development scene and in the area where I did my Peace Corps has um, been really fulfilling for me. Tell us about some of the areas um, of technical focus that you actually work on. So I work on a project called Resiliency in Northern Ghana. It's called the Ring Project. It's funded by USAID. And the overarching goal of the project is to reduce poverty and malnutrition in very poor households in the northern part of Ghana. So we're doing that kind of through what we call a multi-sector approach, uh, looking at livelihoods. So anything that's going to have economic strengthening, uh, diversification of income. Then we also look at agriculture. 
We want to diversify crops. Most of the food that's grown here is uh, very starchy, carbohydrate-based. So we want to look at what can poor households do to grow more nutritious crops. Then we've got a nutrition focus to our project. And then we have what's called WASH, which is water access, sanitation, and hygiene. And then we have a fifth area called governance. So looking at system strengthening and how to build the capacity of the local government to kind of deliver interventions to households in those other four areas. Very interested in your WASH program because um, reading through the blurb that you sent me, you said it kind of integrates with the different uh, the different kind of projects that you do, the different five technical areas that you do. So could you go into a little bit more detail specifically about that program, how, uh, you know, and how that impacts maybe on your day's work with global communities? WASH is uh, a huge part of what we do with the nutrition and the poverty alleviation program. It, it doesn't seem like that at first, but when you think about improving nutrition, um, if you don't have good sanitation, you're not going to have good health. And um, if you improve the agriculture and get you know, more uh, nutritious foods or you get more money into the pockets of people that they can buy nutritious foods, if children have you know, runny stomach uh, or other kind of diarrheal diseases, the, those benefits are lost. So you have to really look at it in kind of an integrated fashion, which is what we're trying to do with the project. So WASH is a huge factor, making sure that people have clean water, making sure they know um, about the importance of using latrines, hand washing at certain times, kind of things that we grow up with uh, in developed countries, just taking for granted. You know, you're told when you're a kid, wash your hands before you eat, after you go to the bathroom. Well, we've also got soap and water readily available everywhere, and that's not the case uh, where we work. So you have to kind of get creative, but reinforcing those types of positive behaviors is a big part of WASH, and it's a big part of making uh, strides for nutrition improvement. I mean, traditionally, some NGOs have had a reputation of rolling into an area, into a country, and kind of telling the government or telling the people what needs to be done. Um, how has global communities kind of countered that um, impression? You know, how exactly do you work with and for the communities that you serve? I think for global communities, that's one of our specialties is being able to work with a community. And, um, you know, we've established offices in different countries around the world and we kind of stay there for the long haul. We, we get to know the lay of the land. We uh, most of our staff on our project are Ghanaians. They're from the areas that we're working in. So they're familiar firsthand with the types of challenges that uh, we deal with in the field. And one of the key tenants of our company and our project is to make sure that we're working with the community and uh, supporting them to come up with uh, you know what their greatest needs are and then working with them to figure out how we can address it and uh, the ring project itself is um, built around those principles as well it's like you said the kind of traditional approach to NGOs and development work is to be very kind of authoritative and you prescribe certain things that people need and this is how we're going to do it the community people that are actually you know benefiting from the project they're kind of left out of the process with the ring project we're really trying to without getting too technical talk about feedback loops where the local government officials are going out and sitting down with community members and saying all right what do you guys need what's the biggest problem in your community and how do you think we can address it 
then we come back, sit together, come up with a plan. All right, they said they need water. Let's look if you can do a borehole, kind of a, a water pump to pull water up from the ground. And you work on getting a borehole put in. And then to make sure that that's sustainable, you work with the community to uh, train them on how to manage the borehole. And they set up kind of a tariff system and uh, collect a little bit of money for uh, operations to make sure that it's maintained over time. It's a perfect place for us to take a quick pause and to segue onto music. Now, I'm going to butcher the name of this track. So I might get the, the, the name of the artist <laughs> might be uh, pronounced correctly. So it's Wiala and the track is there called Timpan Piani. That's wrong. How do you yes. pronounce the track? <laughs> a good try, a good try. It's, uh, it's called Tinam Banyi and it means, uh, I think in the Wali language, it means uh, like we haven't come out yet. What's this song about? When you look at the lyrics, uh, I, I think it's kind of um, almost like it's talking smack a little bit. The artist herself uh, is very kind of sassy and uh, she has a fantastic stage presence. And it's like, yeah, we haven't come out yet. We, we haven't even started. Like, you know, get ready. Like, we're, on, we're, we're coming. Like, it's a nice kind of upbeat, like, get you moving song. And West Africa is famous for its uh, kind of Afro pop and Afro beats, and definitely Ghana is one of those centres. Um, I suppose the Ghanaian music centre for pop music must be Accra. What's the music like where you are up in northern Ghana? 
Um, it's a pretty interesting mix, actually.、Um, there's a lot of older, more traditional artists that will sing in the local language、um, and use the traditional drums and what's called a, a gonji. It's like the West African guitar.、Um, but then you've also got young artists coming in that、uh, are into what's called hip life. And it's much more like、uh, hip hop, RB, a lot of auto tune. Um, so, it's, it's a really interesting mix, and、um, I think、uh, Weala does well to, to mix those two. She's pulling out some of the common African proverbs.、Uh, one of my favorite is、uh, no food for a lazy man. So, she's kind of mixing like, the modern and traditional music、uh, with her songs. The Ghanaian economy has, has been doing relatively well、um, in the last 10 years or so. How have you seen that change specifically on the ground if you've been in Ghana for what, some seven years or so now? You know, Ghana was recently classified as a middle income country. And I think living in the northern part of the country, I've really seen uh, developments um, just uh, widespread、uh, from rural electrification to you know, feeder roads.、Uh, those are kind of the dirt roads that lead off the main roads、uh, into the villages and the local markets. They're you know, getting graded and smoothed out with the potholes, making it easier for trucks to transport.、Um, when I first came, we, we didn't have electricity in my Peace Corps village, and we didn't really have cell phone service. So I would、uh, leave my cell phone off, and then on Sunday afternoons,、um, my fellow Peace Corps volunteers and I would all text at the same time and、uh, kind of stand in the one place in the village that got. Reception, and we would you know, be able to have text message conversations、uh, for a few hours. And then you know, I'd turn the phone off because there's no more electricity until market day. And、uh, you know, you'd have a generator come out and you pay a little bit to get your phone charged.、Um, so that's what life was like when I first got here. And now,、uh, at the same village where I was living,、uh, got my students that I was you know, working with、uh, computers and math. They're Facebook messaging me and they're on WhatsApp. and... It's pretty wild to see the level of, especially technological development. And I live in one of the larger cities in the north, and I think it's probably doubled since I've been here. If I'm not mistaken, it's the fastest growing or one of the fastest growing cities、um, in West Africa. You know, having lived here the last few years, I, could, I, I believe that it's,、uh, it's really exploding. Now, you haven't only just fallen in love with Ghana, but you now have、uh, a daughter. Tell us how you came by your daughter. Oh, yeah, I do.、Um, my、uh, daughter is、um, she's nine, and I first met her when I moved in with my host family for Peace Corps and watched her kind of grow up before my eyes. And、uh, after having lived with the family for about, you know, like I said, two and a half years,、uh, obviously we became very close and、um, we, we talked with the mother and father, and they had asked if, you know, if I was going to stay in Ghana and if I could possibly help with.、Uh, Sending her to private school in、uh, the capital. And I said, sure, you know, I'll do whatever I can to, to make that happen.、And、I was still, you know, a Peace Corps volunteer and making like no money each month. So I was trying to think, like, how am I going to work this out? But in Ghana, the extended family is very large. So she ended up living with her、um, grandmother and a few aunts, and they took fantastic care of her for her first few years of school. And、uh, now she's living with me. She started first grade and she's doing fantastic. So 
We're going to keep on going with school and uh, investing in education. And I just couldn't be happier. couldn't be luckier to have her in my life. So that's a big part of why I love Ghana. It's brought the two of us together. You're not going to go back to Kentucky, are you? Um, you know, I, uh, what's keeping me here now is the project that I'm working on. I, I really do love it. And I put kind of my heart and soul into it. I really believe in it. And I think it's it's helping Northern Ghana move in the right direction. But, you know, when that's over, uh, who knows what's in store for me after that? I, I wouldn't be averse to leaving Ghana. Uh, but my priority is uh, to be able to officially adopt my daughter and uh, see where we can move from there. Uh, I would love for her to be able to experience life in different countries and be exposed to different cultures. And, uh, you know, Beth, just before we go, You've got to tell everybody if they'd like to contribute to global communities um, what the website is and how they can do that. Well, if you would like to learn a little bit more about global communities, we are a non-profit, politically neutral organization. So check us out at globalcommunities.org on the web and see a little bit about us, where we work, our different projects, and ways that you can donate either your time, your resources, um, or maybe uh, get in touch with um, the different programs that we have going on. So we'd be happy to have, have you part of our global community.
is sung by Jamie Principal. Its original recordings are examples of Chicago house music. A second commercially released version was produced by Frankie Knuckles in 1987. This release of the song is considered a classic in the house genre. If all you got to do today is find peace of mind, come round, you can take a piece of mine. And if all you've got to do today is hesitate, Rage was released as a follow-up to the success of the Welsh band Catatonia singer Mulder and Scully, which became their breakout hit. It was the third single from the album International Velvet in 1998. Toronto-based producer Noah Tilson Brown, who uses the monkey Noel Paul Beats. His father, me, loves it.
hope you enjoyed this week's show don't forget you can follow the show's progress on facebook by simply typing in friday 15 you can also find us on twitter where you can follow me where i'm at royfield spelled r-o-i-f-i-e-l-d now every thursday you can jump onto twitter and tweet me and nominate a song for me to put into this week's friday 15 itunes reviews folks are extremely important they're the lifeblood of any podcast please go onto itunes and write us a, a glowing review and don't forget finally you can email me from royfield spelled r-o-i-f-i-e-l-d at gmail.com see you all again in seven days time for more good music and great conversation mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 